Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Miles here. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank How you. was the marathon? It New was, York Marathon? Uh, 26.2 miles. I did not <laughs> To be clear, I did not His run. sister ran it. Supporting my sister was running. Anyway. That's awesome, and she did it for a good cause. Yes, she did. Uh, okay, we are going to start with Kyle Richards and Maurizio Omansky. Now, um, we told you over the weekend that Kyle made a really curious comment because they've always said that they're separated, separated. but not separated. talking divorce. But she dropped the divorce word during BravoCon. Right. She's uh, she's was talking to reporters, and the way it's being described to us is slipped out. But when you hear it, I, I just don't know that it's... I don't think it's fair to say it slipped out. You well, don't, that's not a word that just slips out unless it's in your mind for some reason. So it got us thinking, well, if it wasn't just a slip, and mm-hmm. if they are talking divorce, um, what is the status financially between the two of them. Because there's a lot of money. A lot of money. Um, She makes millions of dollars. Um, She has made a lot of money off of Real Housewives. He has one of the most (laughs) successful real estate companies in the world world, uh, with the agency. And and Forbes estimates he's worth $100 million. And who knows, it could be more than that. So we found out, no prenup. No prenup. So... Uh, again, now what we're told is that they are not themselves talking to each other about divorce, but it's clearly, the reason that we <laughs> looked into this is because it's clearly on, at least on Kyle's mind, because that word came out. Right. Uh, there's no active conversation about a divorce, but that we, that know, is, that we know of. That we know of, and, um, and... And we should say, the reason, one of the reasons they don't have a prenup, because you look at them and you say, oh my God, they're so wealthy and everything else. They've been together for a long time. They've been together 20, 27 years. Yeah. And when they got together, Mauricio was in the fashion industry and actually got fired. They were living in kind of a crappy apartment. And um, they were poor. They, and that's the way they viewed themselves. Relative to what they are now. The way they viewed yes. themselves. And right. so they're- Nobody would have talked about a prenup. That's right. And guys, I think if this did go to divorce, if they did move forward and actually get the divorce, Kyle would probably get a good chunk of money from the agency. You have to remember, uh, Mauricio started the agency in 2011. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which Kyle has been on since the first season, started in 2010. She heavily has promoted the agency on the Housewives for the last several years. So she's kind of been a marketing tool for uh, Mauricio and the agency. So one would assume that she would get some nice cash uh, from the and agency. Also, well, remember, <laughs> there is California. <laughs> this, and there's no, if you don't have a prenup, you build what you build together when you're married. Co- but that's the point. And that's what's so interesting right. about this, that look, if say Mauricio is worth $100 million, that that's not his, that's theirs, that's theirs. and it's 50-50. But the bigger issue is, when, you know, if it happened, and again, they're saying they're not talking divorce, but if it happens, um, 
Then the question becomes, does Kyle have a stake in the agency? And this is usually something that gets negotiated. But it's not just, okay, I'll give you $50 million. Right. She could decide she wants an actual stake in the agency, right? Because she, she could to, say, I helped build this, right. so I'm just not walking away with the cash we've already accumulated. I'm partly responsible for the agency, so let's negotiate something. So going forward, I get a cut, or, or you buy me out, or something like that. This happens very <laughs> frequently in these divorces where, where two people have helped build a business and then they separate. So this could be more complicated Right. than just a straight, um, I'm out. But what Kyle is saying, and she said this at BravoCon, is um, they're not talking divorce, and she would she said that the divorce word slipped out of her mouth. Um, well, here's it sounds what she, like here's she what wants she, to work things out, but it... Well, here's know. what she said, and let's figure out yeah. what's what. <laughs> I love him very much. Also, I misspoke on the carpet today. Two times I had to correct someone when they said divorce. I said separated, and then I went and said it. And then it went everywhere, so that was my bad. Okay, so, okay. We're still good, amicable. Amicable does not mean not getting divorced. I, I just want to say that. Yeah. That you can be amicable. amicable. Means... Gwyneth Paltrow was amicable. Right. And, uh, and so you get divorced. So it doesn't so... mean that um, they're not. And again, I, I go back to what you're saying. I know they have said, we're not talking about it. That word doesn't slip out yeah. if you're not thinking that. It just doesn't. Uh, Ronald, San Francisco, uh, divorce is the new marriage. They're staying together, not for the kids, but for the rent. They're not going to break everything up. There's too much money. Rent is too expensive. Business is too expensive. So they're going to stick it out. Money's an issue. I mean, it is an issue um, in a lot of these marriages where so much is at stake. Yes. Okay, we're moving on. Yes, to a big night uh, for people in fashion. The Council of Fashion and Design of America, C CDFA, CFDA. <laughs> I don't know. The, uh, the, Oscar, I don't know the Oscars of fashion. Yeah. The Oscars of fashion. All right, so I don't know fashion, Charlie. You don't have to yell at me. Look at uh, us. <laughs> uh, but it was a... Very, oh, as you would imagine. Look at that. Swanky, fashionable night. Kim Kardashian, all in black. Oh, she and, looks amazing. Yeah. You guys, up, this was star-studded. So Anne Hathaway was the host. She had actually replaced Sarah Jessica Parker, who was originally supposed to do it. Um, Naomi Watts was there. Kim, obviously, like you said. Serena Williams was honored at this event um, for kind of changing, you know, fashion and tennis. Uh, yeah, just Gwyneth, absolutely Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm -hmm. She got an award, um, or she presented an award, presented, right? Right. Um, stepped in. It was very swanky. I didn't know that this was such a big deal. I always thought of the Met Gala That's as the big exactly, fashion. Event. I think the same well, thing. But the I got to tell is you, mo more like a costume type event. This is like very fancy. It's an award show, so people are going there dressed to the nine. It's all about what designer desi you know, dresses you, and everyone looked great, by the way. And I, I, Charlie, you tell me if I'm wrong here, but I, I know you will. Um, to me, everyone seems more dressed to impress for this, like, than the Met Gala. Like, the Met Gala, like you said, is sort of like a, it's a, a costume, costume party. thing, and like, a lot of people look ridiculous to the common eye. Um, and this, everyone just looks phenomenal. 
I mean, there, there's a difference, you know, between going to your work Christmas party versus a Halloween party. So it just depends on like what <laughs> okay. the themes are and what you're dressing for. And this is more like high fashion, ball gowns, and since you're and, and, and since you're mentioning party, let's talk about the birthday party that followed. Yeah, because Kim did double duty uh, right after the CFDA. She went to... Odell Beckham Jr.'s birthday party. And there have been you know, lots of rumors. By the way, notice how the outfit changed up top a little bit for the party? Yeah, she got sexy. She sexied it up cleavage, for open her it possible up there. man. So there's been a lot of rumors that her and Odell are dating, and that kind of like went silent. It kind of like died down. The news died down for a little bit, but now these romance rumors are back up and rumbling again because she totally showed up which, you know, dressed to kill. But yeah, I don't know what happened inside, but ooh. <laughs> Supposedly they're saying they're just friends. I, who knows? Right. But um, the best relationships, you started just as just friends. That's true. Just saying. Why Kim Look is at the just- the decolletage. I, I was just looking at that because remember you were she was saying after, weren't you? after she said um, that she wasn't gonna wear jewelry anymore, um, <laughs> jewelry is back in her life. Yeah. In a um, big way. Charlie, do I get credit for decolletage? Yes, huh? you do. Actually, right. I was pretty impressed, but then I, I wondered who told you that word. Nobody told me that word. Oh, right. You just, over the years. You picked it up the way Kyle mentioned divorce. Right. <laughs> okay, I got it. Hi, my name is Brian from Daily City. Um, I was just shocked listening to the story that Odell is dating Kim K. I wonder if he's heard of the previous athletes that have dated her. Uh, so I'm playing a lot better too lately, so uh, maybe that's the reason why, so. They kind of got the same vibe going I know on people talk wise. about this stupid curse. If Kim Kardashian wants to talk to you, you're not thinking about the stupid curse. Right, okay, we are gonna move on. Yes, uh, to Kim's sister, Courtney, and uh, her husband, Travis Barker. Uh, we told you that they had the baby, um, but we got some photos of Travis actually going back to the hospital uh, yesterday, and you know, as far as we know, Courtney is still there at the hospital. We know that he is uh, staying nearby. And so. we think they gave she may have given birth a week ago today, mm -hmm. which was Halloween, and that's when they wanted to have the baby. And I know we know that the that was the week the baby was due, so they might yeah. have induced labor. But we think it was we think it was a week ago. Yeah, they're on on record as saying that the due date was. Uh, October 31st. So right. um, the fact that he's going back uh, means. We just you know, don't know. We don't know what it means, but. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, uh, obviously, though, a week is a long time, though, right, after after birth, if, in fact, it was born on Tuesday. But kind of the good sign you can see is, like we just kind of touched on, Kim's out in New York. We've seen some of the other family members busy working, doing projects and everything like that. So you'd have to imagine if there was anything seriously wrong, if that's even why yeah. they're still in the hospital, that the family would kind of be there a little more, not working as much. So hopefully that's a good sign. Yeah, and that's true. The only the only person we've seen um, at the hospital is Kylie, which was last Thursday. But we haven't seen Chris there, and yeah, you know, and the others. Yeah, so that is a yeah promising sign. What an amazing game for the New York Jets last night on Monday Night Football. Really, is what I would like to say, <laughs> but it was atrocious. And uh, the people who would love to see and thought we were going to be seeing Aaron Rodgers quarterback this team. They're feeling it even more after last night's loss. But Aaron Rodgers was hope. there. There yes. is hope. And Aaron Rodgers, even though he didn't play, did provide a lot of hope to football fans in general. Because I do believe that all football fans would like to see Aaron Rodgers playing again. 
not just this video of him on the field before the game, uh, throwing a football. But look moving, at that. He's moving, no crutches. Look at him move. Yeah, and even when he was just walking in, no crutches. Um, but there's something he said after the game to uh, to the uh, a player for the Chargers. They were all saying, you know, good game and all that. And Aaron was asked by one of the Chargers when he's coming back. Listen to this. A few <laughs> weeks now. We have some we have some recon that he's not just blown smoke. Right, and we should explain to people that he had an Achilles. If you didn't know this, he had an Achilles uh, tendon tear rupture, which is a season ender. Season always a season ender. With one case, it hasn't been. Yeah, Charles, it's normally it's a nine to twelve month recovery, and this is not it's not like someone like me. This is professional athletes, right. top uh, you know best athletes in the world taking a full year to recover. Aaron Rodgers, as he's on that field, that injury happened 56 days ago. 56 days ago, he's walking, he's throwing the ball, and we have talked to people who are close to Aaron Rodgers, people in a position to know, and they say that this is unprecedented recovery, that he is so far ahead of anyone else who has ever re uh, recovered or attempted to recover from this injury before that he is he is really on uh he's on a path that we have never seen you before. know the the term babcock that we got from one very knowledgeable source is he's in no man's land that this is just wild that he is you know <laughs> bouncing back the way he has and part of it has to do with i think you know what we've heard is they're using really cutting edge technology and medicine um, uh, for his recovery and rehab, yeah. but also it's his state yeah, of mind. I think it's a perfect storm, Harvey, of having the best doctors, the best technology, and uh, this, this just unrelenting will by Aaron Rodgers on his part to come back this season. Uh, he didn't want to hear anyone say, hey, we'll see you next year. He never subscribed to that. And he wants to come back this year, and it could happen, and it's shocking. It, it could happen. And the interesting thing about this is that, look, his doctors can basically make this a non-starter. If they say it's too risky, he can't do it. He, they're not going to play him. But um, one of the factors they look at is there's always risk, but the issue is it's kind of risk-reward. And the issue Right becomes, now, the reward isn't looking all that great, well, Meaning, which is no fault of his, the point being... The Jets just aren't playing that well. And if they're not competitive, they're not going to do it. And what's the point of him coming back and risking it? Right, if there's not. If the defensive line can't cover him. Offensive the, line. Uh, the offensive line, rather, it's, then, then it's going to be a non-starter. But the, if, if he is essential to maybe getting in the playoffs or even the Super Bowl, then they're it. going to weigh that against the risk. So doctors actually consider how important it is for him to come back versus the risk. And that's a factor in them well, making the, the a decision. The team definitely makes If the Jets are only one player away, and that player is Aaron Rodgers from doing something like making a Super Bowl, I think the doctors look at it and say, hey, he's 39 years old. He's not going to play that much longer. Best case scenario, he has a chance to go win a second Super Bowl right now. now. And yeah, I think they now, throw him Mike, out there in that case. The fact that you even brought up the words Super Bowl <laughs> after what we saw last night <laughs> is a crime. You shouldn't the, do the that. The team I mean, is very good. good. They just don't have a quarterback. And having the guy who might be the best quarterback ever... They don't I have a quarterback, but they also don't have an offensive line. But what if, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you can't watch that, what happened last night, and go like, oh yeah, that's 
that's a, a line I want to stand behind. Kind Can of you imagine? He might physically be able to, but I, this is my prediction, I don't think he will unless something dramatic changes with that team. Can, but can, can you... Can you imagine if the doctors say, look, I've weighed everything. The offensive line sucks, so no. I mean, how bad does the offensive line feel? It's actually an offensive line, but you're right. It is offensive, the way they're playing. I thought I said offensive line. You did. There's a different offensive and offensive. Oh, I'm sorry. Get what I'm saying? I get it. Right. Logan Carney from Pittsburgh. Go Steelers and that. People real nebby about Aaron's health habits, but this Jag drinks some Crick water, eats some Isley chip chopped ham, slaps a gum band around his leg, and he's back on the field before St. Nick comes down the chimney. That's impressive. <laughs> what? I mean, I got to tell you, though, I feel for Zach Wilson. Has the Jets at 4-4, four and, four, and now he has to explain to his friend's mom while he's no longer employed? I mean, he ain't no Broadway Joe, but Yen's got a feel for the kid. <laughs> I understood about uh, half of what I, you said. I got the context. I think that's fully half. But, uh, but, but I, I liked love, it. I love the passion that came give, with give it. Give the guy a TMZ t-shirt. Absolutely. We're going to move on. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, moving on to Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck out for a night of dinner. Not that big of a deal. Except for what happened when they were leaving the Ivy. It's so funny. Uh, <laughs> you're going to hear this. We're going to play this for you. Ben puts his wife in the car and then walks around to the other side, and then there are some people who had some comments for, for uh, Ben. For Ben, they and like Jen it. Jen did not like it. So you saw there was a car that slowed down next to theirs. Some people noticed it was Ben Affleck and did a little cat call. That is hysterical. Um, that is hysterical. And Jen, Jen noticed it too. It's like, back up, bitch. This just shows how down to earth and real she is because there have been times where I've gone out to dinner with my husband and the, the server will be flirting with my husband and I just want to say something so bad, but I haven't gotten my food yet. I'm so afraid that they're going to like spit in my food or something. So it's just so relatable that like, it's kind of nice and refreshing to know that people like still want Ben Affleck. I mean, he's kind of in his older age. He's married. He's got kids. Wow. Some of that stuff may not be Jeez. as attainable. Jeez. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Bury him right there. He's like, oh, what are you he's saying? really got nothing to live he for. He still got it. Apparently, the girls in the Tesla on the other side of the car wanted him. Yeah, I mean, he's a good-looking movie star. Jeez, wow. Nikki. <laughs> wow. He should be grateful that someone actually <laughs> noticed him. And isn't it amazing no. that he can still drive? <laughs> oh, my God. I want to hear more about these people hitting on your husband, though. Hey, this is Tom Johnson from Chicago. It was cool to see that Bronx come out of Jennifer Lopez right there. You know, she she told you the last time she was with Ben and Jenny from the block, but that wasn't a, that wasn't a single. That that was a threat that went platinum. You better leave her alone. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. A threat that went platinum. The numbers just don't add up. And uh, what it does add up to is a serious crisis uh, with migrants across the country. And, um, you know, I, President Biden is clearly aware that this is an issue, uh, but certain mayors uh, in this country have sort of been leading the charge here to let the Biden administration know how serious this is becoming. Uh, you know, there are busloads of migrants who are being sent from the border in Texas, in San Diego. They're being sent to several cities across the country. But last week, uh, there were five cities in particular, um, L.A., New York, Chicago, Houston, and Denver, who sent a letter to President Biden saying we need $5 billion in aid. 
What doesn't add up is that President Biden had already asked Congress for $1.4 billion in aid. So he's asking for one number, but the mayors are saying it's the problem way is way worse than you know. Um, and, you know, how are they going to bridge that gap? Um, one of the mayors last week, uh, the mayors of Chicago and Denver went to Washington, D.C. to discuss this with President Biden. And we have joining us today the mayor of Denver, Mike Johnston, um, to tell us how they're going to deal with this. Can this be dealt with? Uh, mayor Johnston, welcome to Team Z Live. Thank you so much for having me, gentlemen. It's an honor to be with you. Uh, we so appreciate it. Um, gosh, you know, I want to get into how you were received in D.C., but I, I got to tell you, as somebody who kind of loves politics and loves watching politics, it, it, it's just become so hollow that every time you hear people in Washington talk about the immigration crisis, they start with, well, it's a very complicated issue. And you know what they're saying is, we don't know we how, don't know to, how solve to solve it. it. Right. And <laughs> it is just getting worse and worse. And I've heard that so many times. Is this a solvable problem without turning off the spigot? You know, I think this is a solvable problem. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted the mayors to come and raise our voices is we're not partisans. We're not ideologues. We're just people that run cities. And we want to make sure we have cities that are welcoming to migrants and cities that can support the rest of the services we need. And I actually do think there is a common sense solution. I'll tell you the way the problem shows up in my city is we have migrants who arrive here and I go and visit them. I speak Spanish. So I'll talk to them and they'll say only one thing. They'll say, thank you so much. I don't want any charity. All I want is a job. Where can I find a place to work? And at the same time, I'll have my phone ringing from CEOs who will say, I got 200 open jobs in my company. Can I please hire those people that are here? So we have folks that are here that want to work. We got employers who want to hire them. We have a federal government who stands in the way of our ability to put those people to work in jobs that are open. And so what we really push them to say is we want to do more work authorization. Whatever they decide, they want the entry policy to be. Whoever is coming across the border, if they have a work authorization when they arrive in the country, they can be very successful in cities like Denver or Houston or L.A. If they don't, then they are destined to have to try to work illegally or live on the streets and the tents that you're seeing. And we think that's not the right outcome for them or for us. Well, Mayor Johnston, in your city in particular and cities like Chicago as well, as winter is coming, how are you how are you bracing to, to deal with this? Because you're right, the, the weather is going to become a major element of this uh, in housing all the people who are arriving in your city. Yeah, and we had our first snowstorm last weekend. We're already at that stage where it's going to be getting cold and far too cold for people to be outside. And so we do have cold weather shelter where folks can go for short term. But even you can do that for a night or two nights, we know ultimately you got to find a way to pay the bills so you can get rent on an apartment or you can pay for food. And so this is why we're so focused on work authorization. Again, I think for folks who've traveled thousands of miles to get here, they did all that hard work because they wanted a chance to work hard here and support themselves and their family. It doesn't make sense for us to put them in a shelter and say, just sit here and don't work because we won't let you. When I watch what has been happening over the last year, um, it reminds me when I was a kid in the 60s when the trope was not in my neighborhood. And, you know, for many, many years, you know, Texas has complained that we're getting swarmed and some other states. And then on the other hand, there have been other cities that have created these kind of sanctuary havens where it's all been manageable. And then suddenly when it starts to fan out, suddenly you hear the mayor of New York saying our, our city is getting destroyed. And it, it feels like kind of a not in my neighborhood 
kind of reaction. I realize people want to solve it, but were Democrats particularly a little slow in the uptake in understanding the scope of this problem? I think, you know, it's both a matter of seeing the scope of the problem and it's also in realizing what the resources are to, to support success. I mean, we are happy to be a welcoming city. We're delighted that we uh, are a city that provides protections for folks that that come to, to Denver. Uh, we just know that for them to be able to support themselves, which is what they want to do, we have to get faster work authorization. I'll give you an example. Right now, if you come to America, say from Venezuela, and you have an asylum claim, a valid asylum claim, Right now in this country, it can take up to four years for that asylum claim to be processed. And for the first 12 months, you won't be able to work. You don't have a work permit. So you are in this country for 12 months waiting to have your asylum claim heard and you can't work in the process. Those are the kind of things we can speed up and make easier. And then the benefit is if all those folks have work authorization, then it's easy for us to get the cities together and say, okay, Albuquerque, how many folks can you take? Okay, Grand Junction or El Paso or Phoenix, how many people can you take? And everyone works together. I'm wondering what the people of Denver think about the situation. Obviously, you are doing everything you can, but what do the people who elected you think about uh, this? Uh, the busloads of migrants who are arriving and can't work yet, but you still have to support them? What, what's the, the vibe in Denver? Yeah, I think that's where there is, I think, some opportunity for a shared agreement here. The people that are frustrated about us spending tax dollars to support them will also say the same thing, which is why don't we have those folks support themselves, which is the same thing the migrants will say is we're happy to work to support ourselves. Yes, we'll need federal resources, but the more people can work, the fewer tax resources we need. If we don't provide them the ability to work, then the more tax resources we need. So I think that puts all of us on the same page yeah. to say, let's let folks support themselves. Yeah. All right. We so appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to be with you. I look forward to getting to do it again. Well, we would All like right. that. We yeah. would like that. Love an update. Hopefully it's moving positive. Okay, we are going to take a break. All right, so when we come back, uh, Timbaland had something to say about Britney Spears' memoir as it pertains to one Justin Timberlake, who Timbaland works with all the time. His remark about the comments she made in her memoir now have Britney fans demanding an apology and more from him. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to TMZ Live. One of Justin Timberlake's best friends, um, best collaborators, is catching a little, um, I guess you'd call this a, a stray bullet in the whole fracas between Britney's fans and Justin Timberlake. Britney's fans, of course, after the memoir, uh, The Woman and Me came out, a lot of Britney fans going after Justin Timberlake. I think that's really, canceled. really unfair. Yeah, unfair I know, I hear to you. Justin Timberlake. I hear you. But, unfair. Uh, but uh, they think that he did her wrong. Obviously, she revealed in the book that, um, that they got pregnant back in 2000 and that they decided to have an abortion. Something about the way she worded it made some people feel like he forced her. That's not what she happened. She never said that. Right. 
She never said what that. What she said was that were it not for Justin, I would have had the baby. Right, but they had a talk. But he didn't talk. pressure her. She said that. Right. right. But people anyway, they they're going to not hear that. Anyway, right. uh, Timbaland was asked about this uh, because he was doing an interview with another super producer, Ninth Wonder, and they were someone brought up in the audience brought up uh, Britney's book as it pertains to Justin Timberlake. That's why they were asking Timbaland, and his remarks did not sit well with Britney fans. Crying a River is making headlines again uh, because of Britney's memoir. She's saying yeah, that she's going crazy, right? <laughs> I want to call the JT, man. You got to put a bug on that girl. <laughs> but you know what? We live in an age of social media and uh, viral. Everybody won't go viral. I get it, because that's the way you make money, go viral. I got to do something to get people attention. Putting a muzzle on that girl, not Ooh. the best choice of words. I love Tim, but... Timberland probably wishes he had a muzzle for himself right yeah. about now. I mean, obviously he's going to be in, in on Team Timberlake. He produced Crimea River, most of Justin's biggest hits. But the two things he said, that, that she's crazy and she needs a muzzle, play into the two biggest trigger things, I think, for Britney fans, is that you know people make fun of her mental health struggles and that she's been silenced and held down all these years. And he just doubled down on both of those things. Yeah, so now Britney fans... Now, that interview, by the way, he did last week um they someone in the uh free britney army discovered that clip uh this week and now online they're all sorts of they want to they want an, an apology um they're calling him you know a misogynist all the things that you would expect after those comments which were definitely at, yeah he, at the very least inartful <laughs> You know, you, know, you can you can never underestimate you know, the, the team Britney people. Like you said, they unearthed this clip. We should tell them like that JFK said bad things about Britney Spears, and in four days we'll find out who killed him. Like they, it's amazing it's what true. they can do when they when they rally themselves. Yeah, I can't believe you're saying that. I was just looking at the Zapruder film today. Yes, you were. <laughs> no, I swear to God, I looked over. I looked over at Cameron's saw, desk. You, you and saw I was me. Like, I was literally going he's over. Telling the, his assistant now. Now go to frame two thirteen. Well, no, we're going to have, 313, we're going to have uh, Rob Reiner on later this week, and we're going to actually be talking about this. Yes. And anyway, I don't I, know how we got from Britney and Justin to the Zapruder film. My mind. Sorry, I, I should have known that. That's Harvey's it's trigger Harvey. word. I should have watched saying JFK. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> Lex from Atlanta, back to Britney. I just think that with Timbaland, it was a poor choice of words, and that is, he shouldn't tell her that she needs to be quiet about her truth. Yeah, I think if he had it to do over, maybe that he would have certainly worded that differently. He was trying to defend Justin. He was and by the way, funny about it wasn't it, even about Brittany's truth in this case. She said there was no argument or pressure. It just, it's her fans who interpreted it. I'm sure Justin Timberlake immediately texted Timberland and was like, please stop. You're right, you're right, right. Please stop. You're not helping. Everyone exactly. keep my name out of all your mouth. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on. Yes, uh, to Nick Cannon and um, how he's feeling about his, one of his, uh, one of the mothers of his children, uh, Brie Tiesi in particular, who is on the new season of Selling Sunset. Um, she's joined the team over at Selling Sunset and in the season premiere, I think it was the season premiere, she made a comment about someone that she had hooked up with. Um, that person would be is Michael B. Jordan. Jordan. So here's how she said it, and then we're gonna tell you, we got Nick out, uh, and he reacted to this, but this is how Brie brought up her past with Michael B. Jordan. Who would you sleep with, celebrity-wise, 
Who would you pick? Michael B. Jordan. I could do that, and I've done that. Oh, you have? Oh, my God, I would have lived through that vagina right now. I've stopped with all of my favorites. I'm just kidding. So what does that have to do with selling homes? Uh, <laughs> let's not get into that discussion about sun Sunset and whether they're selling homes or not. But anyway, um, you know, of course, that Nick and Brie TSC had a baby together last year? I believe it was last year. I think it was last year. Or maybe year. it was earlier this year. Anyway, year. they seem to be together. Certainly are co-parenting. So uh, Photog got Nick out at LAX and asked him what he thinks about Is Brie he and Michael B. Jordan. So Brie says she slept with Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. What's your reaction to that? Hey, man. adult way to look at it. <laughs> Listen, everybody got a pass, right? Everybody's got a pass. And you're okay with that, of course, obviously. Good on our buddy Nassim for that, getting that. That yeah. was good. That was good. Well put. And, and by the way, also good on Nick's reaction. Yeah. I mean, what, do you, what do you want him to say? Everyone does have a pass. It's a little different with celebrities because obviously these relationships are highly publicized and she's on a TV show that clearly probably needs ratings. So maybe says some <laughs> things. But right, and Nick uh, he knows handled that also, it pretty maturely. Right? Yeah, and Nick knows that she's on a TV show, on a reality also show. Also being Michael gotta... B. Jordan's sloppy seconds isn't too bad. Oh, God. No, that. but Devin's right. I mean, it's like, what is he supposed to do? Get, uh, I don't so think mad he about this. thinks about himself in that, in those terms. Um, but yeah. it is Michael B. Jordan. And also, Nick knows, by the way, he's got a pass. So there's no way, you can't be the guy in the glass house. Stone. Well, when you got 28 kids, right, he's got a pass <laughs> and a present also. I mean. So, Sophia from Connecticut, and bravo to Nick Cannon because you, everyone does have a pass, and he has a present, and <laughs> he shouldn't dictate anything to anybody. He wasn't, All good. yeah, and he won't exactly. That's why it was right. perfect response. Right, well said, Nick. Just last week, we were talking about uh, the rallies, the whether they be pro-Israel, uh, pro-Palestinian rallies that are happening around the country, and hoping that things would remain peaceful, that there can be peaceful protest. That did not happen in a Southern California town, Thousand Oaks, which we talk about Thousand Oaks a lot. It's where Britney Spears lives, but there was a pro-Palestinian rally going on over the weekend, and there was a Jewish man who was there. There were actually- It was um, a counter demonstration. Yeah, it was a counter demonstration. At some point, they came together, or at least a few people came together, and an elderly man, I believe 69 years old, was knocked down and hit his head. Suffered a bad head injury, died yeah. in the hospital. And what you're seeing, the reason that's blurred there is he's, there, Blood. he's bleeding, and um, it's a really grim scene. And now there are a lot of people wondering, why hasn't someone been arrested for this? There were plenty of witnesses standing around. Police say they actually have spoken to the man who was there and was involved in this altercation. They have a, they have a suspect. Yeah. And um, but no arrest has been made. No arrest made yet. And by the way, just legally, just so you understand it, you don't need to intentionally try and kill somebody to be prosecuted for something like this. It's in the law, we call it one-punch manslaughter, that sometimes you punch somebody and you hit them the wrong way and they die, and, their death. and um, that's one-punch manslaughter. It's the same principle here. Do we have a sense, Harvey, potentially they're, they're thinking this was sort of a mutual combat situation where both uh, participants were going at it with one another? Is that conceivably why they haven't pressed charges yet and nobody's been arrested? I suppose it's conceivable. We don't know. I mean, it could be that they're just trying to piece together 
who did what. There may have been more than one person involved. It could have been mutual combat. We don't know. I mean, you would think, one, that there's probably some video, but also, like we said, there were so many witnesses in Ventura County Sheriff's Department was on the scene, probably spoke to everyone who was there about what they saw and how this interaction went down. I want to say something, uh, because this is on my mind and has been all day when I watched it. Um, I think there are a lot of people who see this who are saying, good, good, because that's Mm -hmm. what's going, that's, I'll tell you, when you see, it's not a lot of people. I think, I agree, I, I, when you got a thousand yes, people agree, saying a lot. gas the Jews. Yes, I when, agree with you that there's a lot. But do you think it's it's not the majority of people? I, well, I didn't say, uh, the I agree. Majority of it's people not see the, this as the horrible thing that it is. There right? is a this the the rise, and it's not so much that there's new anti-Semitism. I think it's existed for all these decades, centuries. I think it's now there's permission to express hatred toward Jews. And I'm not saying the majority, because I agree with you. Yeah. And I, but I think there was a huge number of people- A, a startling number. Privately yes. watching this yes. saying, good. And I, I, I think that's where we are today. Hi, sorry, calling from Kentucky. I'm deeply saddened to hear about this situation with Paul Kessler. I mean, it's really important for these communities to come together in times like these to promote understanding, dialogue, peaceful coexistence, regardless of different perspectives. I hope for a swift resolution to this unfortunate unfortunate event. R.I.P. Paul Kessler. Really awful. Uh, okay. And I hope you don't see that re- replaying at, uh, at other rallies around the country. Why am I pessimistic about that? Because I am. Because you are. I really am. I will say this, though. It's a little slice of optimism. I was in New York City on Sunday for the marathon. In New York City, of all places. And there were people who were protesting along the the marathon route. Um, But it was always peaceful. It never interrupted any of the runners. It never got violent on the the sidelines. Um, So it can happen that there can be peaceful protests. Yep. Succession star, Alan Ruck, lucky. Excuse me. In this case, we should say Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller's day off. (laughs) Uh, Lucky to be alive. We've shown you the video. He's lucky. He's alive. He's lucky that nobody else was hurt on the street or in the pizza joint that he crashed into in Hollywood last week. It's a miracle. This was was Halloween night. Yeah. um, And the fact that no one was hurt is an absolute miracle. But the fact remains, something went wrong. And... The police say he wasn't impaired. Um, No drugs, alcohol. No drugs, alcohol involved. And Alan stayed there on the scene, but we're trying to figure out what what happened. So guys, I I talked to somebody who was there that night and what Alan told the police was, I don't know what happened. You know, I just, I don't know. And so I talked to people about this who kind of looked into it and what their theory is that the truck is so technical and so advanced with technology, it just got away from them. It would be absolutely scary if it were true. I just don't see how, I mean, unless, it, the truck the truck is a Rivian, right? And it's, a, it's an electric vehicle. Right. Unless there is some sort of autopilot that took over, and I had never driven a Rivian, so I don't know. Other than that, I don't get this whole thing about it being technologically advanced. Yeah, All I, cars are technologi- yeah, technologically I, I advanced either. today, whether they're EV or not. And they all operate the same way, with a throttle and a brake. That's it. Right. That's I, how you operate a, ve- a vehicle. The uh, more we talk about it, the less over. I'm buying it. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what it I is. I know there is a lot of technology in the car, in that truck, but uh, nothing that's supposed to just make it just go by itself. Unless there was some malfunction. 
Hi there, uh, Brian from Florida here. Uh, I'd like to say that this is a Rivian, which does, I believe, actually have like a lane keeping assist and like a traffic like stop and go, like and like kind of it keeps you going. So actually, I think it is a possibility that that is. I mean, I've never had a car like that, but I imagine that it like takes some getting used to. Can I ask you a question? Do you want to ask about the beer? Yeah. Do you have a problem? Because I'm just getting used to this with toothpaste, where it burns your lower <laughs> yes. lip. Do, is that Anything right? With, uh, yeah. Oh, especially like food and soup. This is yes. a real investment in time and cleaning and maintenance. It's, it's real hassle. Exactly. Okay. I just wanted to know. Uh, what else you guys want to talk about? Hey, this is uh, Dre from Kansas City. And I know we were talking about the Aaron Rodgers uh, situation. What Aaron Rodgers needs to do is stay off of his Achilles. We've seen this injury with Kevin Durant. Aaron should not have to, you know, I know he wants to get New York to the playoffs, but I would just, you know, think about my health and come next season. I'll be a lot better instead of, you know, going back and, re, you know, possibly re-injuring that, that uh, foot so early. Okay, one more. Hi, Tanea from Hartford, Connecticut. My count is for Kim K. It looks like she had a lot of fun at her birthday party, you know, stepping out with some new people, getting over this divorce. Uh, North is doing great. She's super funny. So it seems like she's like, you know, having a blast and building her legacy. By the way, not her birthday. It's Odell's yeah. birthday. It's Odell's birthday party. But yeah, she definitely was having a good time. At least it looked that way. And she certainly looked great. Oh, Katy Perry has seen the curtain come down on her residency over as of Saturday night. Very successful, by the way. Um, yes, very successful. But she did not get out of Dodge as soon as her residency was over. She actually stayed in Vegas and did a little partying. Went to someone else's show. Oh, the Chainsmokers. Yeah. She went to go hang out with the Chainsmokers, grabbed a mic. I'm sure the last thing she wanted to do was perform. But, but she did. But <laughs> she did a little bit. Orlando Bloom was there with her. She had a good time. That's I always think that the people, like, if you've been in Vegas doing a residency and you had to be there for a certain number of days or whatever it is, that when you have the chance to get out, get out. I would, but I'll, maybe I'll, that's because usually I've I think, lost money. Yeah, exactly. Vegas is different for <laughs> different. people. Different. Yeah, it's like what she's doing good and point. what you did. Good point. Ultra, di uh, I, I got eighth well, grade Spanish. Spanish is gone. Ah! Una uh, ultra. Una ultra storia. Something like that. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> we apologize.